On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, I talk with Brandon Petrich about what it's like to play both sides of the business and why that can be rough. Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossaman, and I am super excited this week to be joined by my good buddy, Brandon Petrich. I'm going to get this right, and he's with Outhouse Designs. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. No, thank you so much, Kirby. This is, this is going to be awesome, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. So now some people in the industry might know you, um, you know, in the promotional industry, you were on the supplier side. And all of a sudden, I'm noticing through social media, you're not anymore. Um, so you're on the distributor side. So that's interesting to me. How's that transition been for you? Uh, in one word, rough. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you why. I mean, a little bit of backstory. I mean, I, I've been on the supplier side for just over 10 years. I worked at a really small dis- uh, supplier up in northern Colorado um, where I did everything from uh, international trade shows to relight and the pilot light when it went out in the winter, right? <laughs> so I was everything up there. And then I met Dana Zezzo, and I started working with Jetline, um, and he taught me his whole get social method, right? You know, just um, the whole touches program and, and really making sure that you're constantly in front of your customer. Um, and so one of the things that he was really trying to get me to do is if, if I would book a meeting going – Make friends with them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, uh, you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, everything. And, and that just created uh, a really cool social platform for me to be able to kind of build myself branding wise. Right. So I was branding with Jetline for a while and then I was branding with Numo for a while. Mm-hmm. And all of these distributors knew who I was. It was fantastic. And then all of a sudden I was like, man, I can't travel anymore. I can't do any of this anymore. I, I'm going to try out this distributorship side. Um, I know the products. I know this stuff. Let's see if I can make this happen. Uh, and so perfect timing came up, um, and I transitioned to the distribution side. Well, then I started posting on social as a distributor, and all of a sudden I went from getting an average of 25 to 30 likes on something to one or two. So, <laughs> And then all of a sudden I started finding out who my friends really were uh, because you know before I was – I was branding the supplier, and so if it was a distributor, you know, they loved me because they wanted to see me for the next meeting, see what products were new, all that stuff. And if it was another supplier, you know, it was, you know, we get to go out and do stuff together. All right, great, no big deal. You're just kind of friends. And then you get some of those distributors that are no longer friends with me because I'm now their competition. (laughs) So that was really hard to deal with. Um, And then the other part that's been really hard outside of the social stuff is, is just purely in the sales realm. When you're a supplier, you straight up are in a warm market. Yeah. Um, every every supplier rep has a list of people that you're going to call on, that you're going to try and get more business out of or maintain business from. And now on the distributorship side, it is cold and dark. Uh, <laughs> and it has not been easy. I have had to completely reinvent myself, um, totally listening to you know, uh, a lot of podcasts lately, uh, you and I talked before, I've been really getting back into the Gary Vee stuff. He's been really helping me out, uh, getting, getting out there and just making sure that it's, uh, you know, that I'm making this 0% luck and a hundred percent hustle. So yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's, it's been rough, but I'm, I'm getting through it, man. <laughs> no, I know you're going to be great. I, I think it's interesting, you know, what you're talking about with the, uh, with the idea of some folks in any business, whether it's in our business or other business, that scarcity mindset, 
um, that if you're getting business, then I can't get business. I think that's what you're battling there. Um, and it, what you're going to find, Brandon, is there's not – not everybody's like that. So it, it's, it, it'll uh, – that will get better. Uh, so I want to continue uh, to encourage you there. But so one of the things I find is that sometimes we need to make changes to grow. So w why did you decide to make the change, right? So I alluded to it earlier. Um, and, and I've heard you and Bill talk about it a lot on Unscripted as well. Outside reps on the supplier side, I really don't know how they do it if they have kids. Dana Zezo is my hero. That guy has the most amazing family, and he is home 10% of the time. I mean, it just it blows me away um, how, how he's able to do that because I can barely do it as a 30-something as a single guy in Austin, <laughs> Texas, right? So um, it, it, for me, it started out as a, as a personal thing. I needed to help myself. I wanted to try and figure out um, if I could, you know, one, make it down here in, in Texas, being a true Colorado, and I was like, there's no way in heck I'm going to be able to su <laughs> survive down here if I, uh, if I don't have a reason to. Um, and then the next thing was all of my friends and, and, and the parties that I've been going to and the things that I've been doing and the people I met out on the road, everybody um, would ask me, you know, what do you do? And, and the hardest part about being a supplier rep is your elevator speech, right? Because as a supplier rep, you're the, you're the, you're the man behind the curtain, like from Wizard of Oz, right? You pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You, we get up, we get the stuff done, we produce the stuff, we print it, but we're not the one selling it. You know, now I'm the one selling it. And so, you know, I wanted to be able to help all of my friends and all of those people that were asking me, hey, you know, can you get me this or can you do that? Or, hey, my brother's the marketer of this. Um, and so now I was able to say yes. You know, before I was, well, let me find a distributor in your area and then hope to God they take care of them. <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, so that was the main, I mean, that was the big reason for the changes. I kind of felt it was like my next step, right? I went from the small supplier to the larger suppliers to a more local supplier. And now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm getting a little closer to where I think my niche is in this industry. Um, and yeah, I think I'm almost there. So That's we'll awesome. see. That's cool. Well, I admire um, anybody who's willing to run on both sides because I do think that it's, it's interesting. And I think that so many times when we talk about partnerships, the ability to be, to see it from both sides. Not everybody can do that, and you actually can. So that's cool. Um, so my final question for you is: Having been in business now for you said 10, 11 years, whatever. What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned so far? Biggest lesson is patience, right? So trust the process. Um, being an older millennial, I I am still very eager to get out there and and make my mark, make my change. Um, that's not happen in this industry. That doesn't happen immediately. You know, this isn't as much as we use social media, as much as we rely on retail trends to guide products and, and all of that stuff. It's still, there's still a process. We, you know, uh, right now, um, a lot of my friends are over in, in China and Hong Kong right now at the Canton festival. They are planning for 2018, Right. We are barely through the second quarter of 2017 and they're already thinking about the second quarter of 2018. So uh, as much as I want to make a splash right now and I want to change everything that's going on, I've got to take a step back and, and have some patience. And so on the supplier side, it was patience. On the distributorship side, it's patience. Mm. All right. The cold market takes so much time to just 
finally get them warming up to you, to finally get them to become your friend and it becomes a true warm market and then you're able to do your speech and they listen to you. They, they, they take your word as something that is something more than just, oh, he's in it now or, or he knows it because he's a sales rep. No, like, I know this product because I've been doing it for so long. So it's just the patience to be able to, to be able to push through all that. And then along with the patience and now on the distributorship side, I have to remember and I have to take, kind of take a step back because I've been in this industry for so long, I kind of got jaded. And so uh, a product like a lanyard or a simple product like sunglasses is, is not, it to me seems like it's a waste of my time. It's a waste of money, but that's exactly what my customer needs. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what they're looking for because they're new to the game. They have no idea what's going on. Right. I may be a senior in high school. They're a kindergartner. They have no idea what's out there. And I've got to be able to educate them on the new products, the new trends, what works, what doesn't all that type of stuff. And I have to remember that even the small cheap products like silicone bracelets or lanyards or little tchotchkes here and there, that's, that's what they need for their event. And then I can, you know, as I gain their trust again, apply that patience, then I'm able to start to sell them the full trade show displays and, you know, and and the 6,000 t-shirts for the picnic. So that type of thing. No, it's, it's, it reminds me because you, you and I were talking about Gary V, right? And so, um, he talks about macro patience, but uh, that you know, down in the in the details, being fast, right? Like, so, mm-hmm. um, so I, that sort of sounds like what you're saying, and so mm-hmm. um, that's awesome. Well, you've answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me one question. I'm a little nervous. I don't know what it is. So, what's your question for me? Well, so I watched uh, I watched you and Megan Zezo, and you guys talked about um, reps that transition from company to company, mm-hmm. um, and now you've kind of heard my struggle transitioning from the supplier to the distributor. So my question to you is, what is your advice to the new generation of supplier rep or distributor um, on how to personally brand themselves versus business branding themselves? Like, what do you tell your sales reps to do either on social media or out there just in everyday life? No, that's a great question. So a couple things. Number one, uh, be authentic. Right. So I think so many times it's like I'm I'm a pretty positive guy most of the time. You know, there are days that maybe I'm not, but most of the time I am. So I can put out some sunshine on a regular basis. But if I had other people who work for me that were like that all the time, it would come off as insincere. So what, whatever you are as a human, I'd say, A, be authentic. B, be balanced. Right. So like what I mean by that is I think – Like with social, some people are like, hey, that's just my personal stuff. I'm not going to put any business out there. Um, I think that's a little bit short-sighted. I think it's got to be balanced. Now, I tend to skew too much on business, right? Like if I'm really being honest and audit myself, the most engagement I get is when I put more personal. So I think, you know what I mean? Like because people really do still want to buy from people they like, know, and trust. And social gives you the opportunity to show that. But – Okay, you want to put the picture of you at the ball game, but then sharing a blog post or a, something that's showing you in a professional setting, I think makes sense too. Um, so, those are the two things that kind of pop into my head. And then I guess just be consistent. Like I guess if I want to, you know, because everybody mm-hmm. talks in threes, <laughs> so so the third one is consistent. I feel like so many times, whether it's in social or in sales, we do a blizzard of activity for two weeks, and then. Three months we look back and we're like, man, we were really busy for the next couple weeks, but we didn't do all the 
the posting. We didn't do all the sales mm-hmm. calls. We didn't do all the – when it's busy, it's hard to do the base. So those would be the three pieces of advice that come to my mind right away. And I, it's funny because awesome. I've got two new sales reps which have started within the last month. And so it is. I'm like, gosh, when it makes sense, share our business stuff. Don't share everything because that'll get annoying, <laughs> right? So it's 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 finding that balance, I think. So does that make sense? That's, that's oh, absolutely. No, that's awesome. And, and I, I've seen you put it into action. I mean, the whole uh, his and hers, or he said she said, that is fantastic, man. I love those. Cool, those man. are great. That's cool. Well, it's funny, my uh, Amy. If you don't know what we're talking about, there's a program called He Said She Said that my wife and I debate different things, and she is a reluctant participant in that. But she, I think she does a pretty nice job making me look bad. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, this is awesome. We'll have to do it again sometime. Thank you so much. And uh, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.